Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on our social media channels as we do each and every Tuesday night. Joining me tonight, we have Jacob Terrell, Earl Nieto. Guys, we've been off for a couple weeks. Appreciate you guys. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys both enjoyed the, the couple weeks off. I was on vacation. Uh, you guys get to spend some time with your families. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, burning question of the evening. What do you think of the new kits? I think they're straight fire. Um, I'm definitely I can't Where's your mic, girl? How about now? There yeah, you go. <laughs> Looks like Bob Barker. Anyways, um, like I said, I think they're straight fire. Um, I'm probably gonna drop some money on those. Um, so if anyone listening right now wants to sponsor me in a new Meow Wolf kit, I will definitely not oppose to that. Um, listen, did you know there are ten human body parts that are only three letters long? Why did I let him go first? I don't know. <laughs> he would have interrupted you either way, but fair, fair. All right, ten, 10 body parts that only have three layers. I could probably guess about six of them. Try it. Ear. Ear. Yeah. Toe. Arm. Arm. Leg. Leg. Uh, I had more before you took <laughs> before you took them. All right. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I. I, yeah. Um... Tit. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that one would count. But I mean, you're not wrong. I'm counting it. Um. So we were missing five, four, somewhere in there. Yeah, four of them. Well, five. Yeah, because mine. Four my on your count. Five count. on mine. Uh. Okay, go ahead, Earl. <laughs> Well, it's about time. So there's the eye, the hip, the arm, hip. the leg, the ear, the toe, the jaw, the jaw. Rib, rib, the lip, and the gum. How did how? It's gums. <laughs> it's gums. No, it's gum. Gums. Gum. <laughs> For anybody that's listening to only my side of the conversation, i.e., my wife, probably thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> you are. Well, fair, thank you, fair, thank fair. you for sharing, Earl. We we do appreciate your uh, your your science lesson for the evening. There will be more, just so you know. Fair warning. <laughs> oh, I think they're my favorite kit, guys. Like, yeah, like um, I I really like the home kit um, from this year, but it, I and I need to see these in person. I'll say that because. It's hard to tell sometimes with the lighting on the photography and the video, video, videography, videography. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, from what I have seen, they are incredible. And um, the only thing I would want different, and there's not much I would want different on it. I would love if the, if the shield was like a blackout metallic, something like that. Instead of what it is. Other than that, shut up and take my money. Yeah, yeah. I saw those kits, and I, I know there was some a uh, little bit of salt from uh, a particular Twitter account 
that started going on and on about trophies. But uh, hands down, are they New also Mexico, the same? Are they the same team that keeps complaining about a seven to nothing loss? Can, can yeah. Okay, how many do they have since we joined the league? Two, right? Two Western Conference trophies, not USL Cup trophies. Well, no, it's just one Western Conference. Yeah, they they got participation trophies and then a supporter shield. Yeah, participation trophies. Yeah. Which I'll give them the supporter shield. That's a that was an incredible feat, and they had a hell of a year that year. But though it was the COVID Western Conference title, um, I don't know. I I think they use that trophy line a lot, considering they don't have but one that actually means anything. Yeah. Once again, it's... participation trophies. <laughs> um. But yeah, you know, I saw saw a little bit, of salt, but the overwhelming response to these kits has just been mind blowing. Like people are like, people have the same reactions. We do like these kits look absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And once again, you know, the club did go out and they uh, collaborated with local artists, collaborated with Meow Wolf, and it's it's not it's two separate kits. It's not just one kit, which I think is mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, so yeah, club, please take my $180 or whatever it is, you know, take, take it, you know, cause I, I, yeah, these kits look fantastic. I can't wait to see them in person. So question in their statement that they had when they released them, it said I believe, something to the effect of catch both of these kits on the field Saturday again yes. against, uh, Pittsburgh thoughts on that. Is this like a warm up and then a, a game, or because I can't, I can't imagine with a white and a black that they're going to be able to switch at halftime. I think they will, because if you look at, because um, we're playing Tulsa or not Tulsa, who are we playing on? Who are we playing on Saturday? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Riverhounds. I don't know what. I honestly don't know what their away kits look like. We could probably look it up, but um, it's been done before where clubs have swapped kits. So I imagine something may be lined up to where they can. There's literally one club that I can think of that swapped kits at halftime. And they do manage to do a bunch of crazy things on the field. Um, Las Vegas Lights, I'm looking directly at you. Oh, I thought Um, you were going to say the Mighty Ducks. That too. Um, But one (laughs) real team. We are the the champions. champions No, but one real team I've only seen do that. And that was the rambunctious um jacob if you don't know what that means google it um the rambunctious uh (laughs) (laughs) las vegas lights that's not the word i would use to describe las vegas lights but okay (laughs) oh there's there's plenty other words i would use to describe las vegas lights rambunctious is the first one that comes to mind Um, yeah, sorry. I, I told the guys before they had some family news, uh, before the show, not going to go into details on air, but, um, he might be distracted. That's yeah. Funny. A little bit tonight, but yeah, no, I mean, the kits look fantastic. Can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see what they, what they do. Cause I don't think it's going to be like warm up and then match because if you try, if you do one of those during the warm ups, very few people are going to get to see them because the players are only out on the field for a few minutes you know, in the lead up to the match. And we know how New Mexico United fans are. They show up late. <laughs> so and they, they, they file in right before the match starts. I have a question for both of you guys. Okay. 
Which color do you want to see the first half? Oh, I want to see those white kits. Those white kits look fantastic. I I want to see the both. I want if we just play in one. I I know it said we'll see both of them, but if if I had to pick just one, I would pick the black ones. Okay, so new question for you both: Out of all the kits that United has, which four are your favorite? Which four? Did you say four? <laughs> Did you say four? He said four. Yeah. Are we which... are we including keeper kits? I said of all. Okay, I just I'm setting parameters here. I mean, just think about it. Just, uh, on looks alone, I have to go. And Jake was probably going to go pick up. I grab. I think he's going to grab either electric playhouse or he's going to grab one of the keeper kits. Um, I love these new kits here. I think these are these are probably going to. I think these are my favorite ones. Um, I love the the hex the hex goalkeeper kit. I love that one. Um, I think the the original Meow Wolf Night ones. I like that one, and then I'd have to say the the chilies, either the 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 red either one red or green chilies, and then I throw in the the new training kit as well. Like as like a yeah that one exactly. Like I would throw those in there as like the number four together. So yeah, so while Jacob is over there scouring his closet for whatever he has in there, um, so my four are obviously this one, but I prefer the white one over any of them. Yeah. Um, and when Jacob gets back, make sure you comment on his fridge. Um, so <laughs> the white new one, I would prefer that one. This one is my second favorite. Uh, the turquoise electric playhouse one, mm-hmm. and then probably the white crane shares one. I don't know why that one, that one okay. punches me in the feels. Interesting. What was hey, Jacob, Seth? Jacob, Jacob, before, before Seth says his again, what's in your fridge? Oh, I mean, I, we could be here a while if I were to list everything that was in the fridge, Earl. It's a random question. I'll tell you what's not in the fridge. Seth's answers to this question. <laughs> uh, so I said the the new Meow Wolf one. Uh, I said that one. I said the white or black. Uh, I like the white. Uh, I said the original Meow Wolf night kit. I said really. Um, yeah, I really like that one. Um, I, I said the uh, what was the other one I said, Earl? Oh yeah, I said that one. That's not a kit. Yes, Shut it's, your a, mouth. It's, a, it's a training kit. It's the training kit. Um, oh, I said the the hex goalkeeper kit from last year. I like that one. And then my four was either um, the training kit or the um, I, don't, I don't even remember. I'm so I'm, I'm just like so how do distracted. you not have either of these two? Oh, oh the, I said the, the chilies. I said the chilies one. Yeah, the chilies one. Yeah. Okay, you're all wrong. <laughs> Every single one of you. At number four. This year's away kit. New Mexico True as a sponsor. Got the different colors of yellow in there. Love yeah, this kit. Yeah. I did a video on this kit and another kit that I will get to later in my thing. Uh, I don't have... I, I think it's probably tied between this one and then the one that I was wearing Saturday. The purple and... 
black keeper kit with the electric playhouse logo on it. If you interrupt me, Earl, I swear I'm going to punch you next time I see you. Uh, at number two. This year's home kit. Beautiful. It's just beautiful. And then at number one, probably this year's Meowth in the black. Okay. Those are all terrible decisions. Listen. You're a terrible decision. <laughs> Listen. Did you know the King of Hearts is the only king without a mustache? Yes. I have I have seen that before. Completely random bit. But yes, I, I have seen that. You're asking the person who has a playing card collection <laughs> if he knew it, really. Did you know that? I did. Well, now, those of you listening and watching, <laughs> uh, you guys probably didn't, so now you do. <laughs> you can uh, use, use all these facts in your next family barbecue when it gets boring and, and a little awkward. You can thank me later. Yeah, someone needs to get a UD in here. <laughs> Earl knows what I'm talking about. So did you see the flags for Saturday? I did. Those look those look incredible too. Like I, I'm gonna get my hands four. on some flags too. I'll take yes. four. Yes, I will definitely be getting one of those. And if they have a scarf, oh, gosh. they do. They do have a scarf. Um, there's a new Malwolf Knight scarf. What? Did you not read the press release that Jacobs or that uh, homie sent you? Of course I did, but homie, I, of course you didn't because it was there. Now Wolf Night Scarf. Okay. Uh, it's a good thing I get paid this weekend. <laughs> That's all right? I gotta say. Right. <laughs> it's a good thing I got a 24% increase. Ooh. I hate you. Yeah, if, if Jacob would have started earlier, he would have got it too. No, I would have had to start last year because I can't get it till I'm off probation. Not true. Uh, very true. Not true. You would have to finish your probation by 2023 and you qualify for it. Yeah, I last year I just said that. No, you're not listening. You're not listening. You would have to finish your probation by June 2023 in order to. Oh, qualify you didn't say June. It. You just said 2023. Listen, 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 Linda, listen, Linda, listen. You're not listening. <laughs> yes, you would qualify for it because if you were started in June like you're supposed to, uh, you would qualify for it because you'd finish your probation by that time. You'd fall in that category. Well, I have a theory of why I didn't start till after July, anyways. So that uh, that I, fits that theory. Do I want to know? I, uh, the state parks budget resets in July. Obviously, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. No, go back to your fridge. I like it. <laughs> now. Oh, now we can see Jacob's address on his mailbox. I don't have a mailbox. <laughs> No, that's, a, that's, a, that's just his front porch. And I don't know. That's my backyard, actually. And I don't even know my address, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I got you. I'm going to stay employed. I can figure it out for you. I always got access to some database, I bet. I'm the government. I just know these things. <laughs> They're just in his head. <laughs> that's got to be it. All right. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see, you know, Saturday night, the kits, the flags. I wish there were more than 3,000 flags available. Um but yeah, it, they they look yeah fantastic. because I'm gonna get about two thousand nine hundred ninety nine of them. Yeah, maybe uh maybe our buddy Tyler will hide a box somewhere. Tyler, if you're listening, <laughs> I will buy you a burrito. Hey, there you go, burrito for a flag. That's not a bad did, deal. 
It does say scarf. Ooh. Told you. Yeah. And yet, yeah. Thank God it's payday this weekend. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Um, but yeah, there you have it, guys. New kits. The New Mexico United obviously puts out some of the premier kits in the USL Championship. I don't care what anybody else says. I mean, they just every time a new one comes out, you see all the praise for what the club does, for the collaborations, for the artwork. Um, but yeah, I, and I think that these kits. And if you look at the pictures of the players themselves, that uh, they because they. They took suggestions on which players people want to see. I asked for for Peter, but um, apparently Pete's going to be rocking them on Saturday night. So can't wait to see those. They look fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, tonight, I told you guys the other night uh, after we left the stadium that I kind of wanted to do like a midseason check-in, midseason uh, re- report card here this evening. Uh, obviously, United's coming off of a kind of split uh, decisions last week against uh, RGV picked up a win in the midweek and a draw on Saturday night. Guys, looking at where we are so far this season, we're now 17 matches in. United is sitting, I believe, it's sixth in the table. Uh, what's that? Seven. Seven. Six. 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 We are sixth in the table. Uh, eight wins, three losses, two, six draws oh, right. on the right. season. Thirty points, twelve a plus twelve goal differential. Currently trailing Los Dos, El Paso, San Diego, Colorado Springs, and San Antonio. I mean, what Jacob? Initial thoughts on the first half of the season. I know early on you were kind of worried a little bit. Are you, do you feel better now than you did? Uh, yeah, I think anytime you can win five matches in a row, um, <clears throat> especially, I was worried because it it just we were the better team several times, but then just couldn't get the results. And now we seem to be at least not with the last match withstanding, but um, the, the last, what is that? Five, six, seven, eight matches before that. Um, other than the Birmingham one where we, we just didn't have it that night. I felt like we've played really good and have been the better squad in all those matches and, and got at least a, a, a draw in, in all, but, or in one of those matches. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, you got to be looking at the table. Like you said, there's five teams above us, but we have three games in hand on Los Dos, four on Repu- or, um, Locomotive, and two on Loyal. So, uh, and we're only four points behind Loyal for third place. Had you told me that was going to be the case. After the Sacramento match, probably, if I remember right. Uh, that was the match right before we started the winning streak. No, let me double check. San Diego, sorry. If you told me that was the case, San Diego, after giving up a late goal. Um, did we give up a late goal or did we? I, I had all this squared away in my head. And now I cannot remember to save my life. But had you told me the case, that was the case after the San Diego match, I would have been like, ha, you're crazy. So to have four matches in hand, no, we scored a late goal there. Um, so to have four matches in hand over El Paso and and at least two over everybody else, I feel feel like we're in a pretty good spot. And I'd, I mean, if I had to give like the team an overall grade, I think it'd be like a B minus. Okay. I think there's room for improvement there, but all in all, we've recovered nicely from a, a shaky... Uh, 
first well the first two games were good and then after that we had a little bit of a shaky spot and then since then we've we've done pretty good all right earl what uh I think you were kind of in the same boat as Jacob. You were kind of worried early on. Clubs turn things around a little bit. Still three matches so far this season where we've given up goals in the dying moments of the match. Do you think that's something that has improved, has been improved upon so far this year compared to previous seasons? Or do you think that there's still room for improvement there? And where do you rate the season so far? So it's improved a little bit. Um, we still have the tendency to give it up uh, at the last second of every match. Um, and I called it on... It's, it's been 17 matches. We've done it three times. Not every You match. had your turn. You had your turn. <laughs> so... Listen! Uh, <laughs> okay. I didn't have right. anything after that. but So, um, like I was saying, though, um, we do still have a tendency to give up that late goal in the dying seconds of every of the match. Um, like Jacob said, we've only done it a couple times. Three, I think, is what he just said. Um, do I think there's room for improvement? Yes. Um, if we were to not slack back in the 70th minute or the 65th minute and allow the opposing team to gain momentum... That's definitely a good room for a good start to improve. Um, so rating the first half of the season, I would give it a B plus. B plus, okay. Um, I, I do have one one concern. Um, with the way Isotopes Park is set up, and as loud as that place gets, and as many fans that we have there every match, we don't perform well there for whatever reason uh last year i think was our best year um with a yeah we were nine one and six so we still had six draws uh which isn't great but we did only lose one time uh, i remember earlier this season we had the longest unbeaten streak uh at playing at home but um i i just feel like we should be better there this year we are three one and four so the losses aren't there but i mean the three of those draws were last second equalizers that's six points you give us those six points we're sitting solidly in third place i believe we're sitting tied for second with matches in hand on everybody but san antonio Mm -hmm. and those are huge so really, um, another thing that can be improved, it's not even with the club. It's with the fans. I mean, there are moments of the game, and I'm not wanting to be the the Stephen A. Smith today because he did kind of go off on the deep end today. Um, Stephen A. did, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Um, but really, the fans, if, if it's the 65th minute, and you guys can literally hear probably a pin drop on the grass. Something's wrong. I mean, I'm not expecting Bundesliga where you have the entire stadium just blowing the place up or just setting fires in the stands. But some participation that's not calling the players last name when they score a goal would be nice. 
or not singing Stand By Me after every game when all the fans have already left. Um, that's not when the club needs it. The club needs the fans. Jacob, put your freaking eyebrow down. Uh, the club needs the fans about 95% of the time. And if the lab were to be crazy loud, like Seattle Seahawks Stadium, um, I believe we'd probably perform a little bit better there. So nothing the club can really do on that part. Um, the fans can be a little bit better. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the individual that expresses those thoughts <laughs> and not of Somos Moss as a whole. Just want to put that disclaimer in there. Um, I don't yeah, know what just, game you're talking about. We were we stood we stand next to each other every match we go to. Yeah, and you're quiet as fuck. We're media, loosely, loose. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Loosely. Sorry, if David, you're listening loosely. to us, we do not cheer on the field. Loosely. Instead, we volunteer our time. Um, I do blame Sombrero Man. You didn't even cap um, last game. Only, I do blame Sombrero Man. Only because he's a A's fan. Um, and someone has to take blame for this, such as hashtag blame Obama. So this one's hashtag blame sombrero. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just thinking back on this season so far, you know, Jacob, like you mentioned, you know, in, in those three matches where we dig up the late goal, if we pick up the full win, if we pick up the wins in each of those, we are sitting, you know, tied for second with matches in hand, which is, which would which be huge at this point in the season. Um, I feel like some of the issues we had early on have, in fact... Oh, the temptations. Um, <laughs> um, I, I feel like some of the issues we had early on have gotten better, uh, particularly as Aaron, as Aaron Reeder mentioned earlier. Um, backline, Tabakas, Nava keeping us in it for the most part. Midfield, forwards, leaving something to be, to be desired. Midfield early on, absolutely. There's a big disconnect, and we've talked about this throughout the season with getting that ball forward. Um, it's gotten better in recent uh, in recent weeks. Let's say over the past you know month, month and a half, and so we're seeing improvement there. Um, the goal on Saturday from Jerome was one of the was one was one of the first ones we've had in a while from open play. So to see you know uh, Suggs of all people get that cross in, Jerome get on the end of it. I think it's a portent of things to come. I feel like we're going to start seeing more. Um, I'm open... sorry. Did anybody see that goal? <laughs> Very good point right there. Um, I know we uh, didn't because we were actually trying to make our way over there um, because the signs had fallen down. So we didn't see the goal. Yeah, I saw so, like Kisavitter snap his head and then the ball go in the back of the net. I didn't know who passed it at first or anything like that. So, Yeah, we had a we had a pretty good view of it from the press box. Um, so, you know, you could see Josh send that ball in and then Jerome get on the head of it, uh, get the header to it. And it was a fantastic goal. It really was. Um, and, and so I think, like I said, I think it's important to things to come from United. I think we're figuring out ways to get that ball forward with, and with guys like Suggs coming back, you've got a Mondo who could be back by the end of the month. Um <clears throat> I think that's a very realistic expectation, you know, uh, seeing Amando come back. That's a, just another threat because Amando can play out of that midfield too. And something we've seen more in recent weeks is, has been Sergio Rivas driving forward, although he had a terrible night Wednesday. 
He drove, he was driving the ball forward. Christian Nava's been being able to drive the ball forward. You saw, you know, uh, Alexi doing it. You saw Kalen pushing forward, you know, Josh. And, and so there's a lot of positive things to take away right. as this season has gone on. Who wants a controversial take? Uh Oh, Earl's going to say we should, Earl's going to say we should bring in JPG. <laughs> anyone at all perfect so my controversial take is i feel like sergio plays better when he's in the forward position and nava is trailing him that's not a bad shout i don't think it's controversial at all because we saw it a couple weeks ago we saw sergio what? get moved up to the that 10 role that 10 spot and he played really well he did a very good job spelling i believe it was nico that night and Earl? you can see the ball from Earl just had like a solid soccer take. Like, he did. Earl wow. actually had a solid soccer take. But he he packaged it as a hot take, which yeah. was wrong. But <laughs> no, I can't I packaged it as a oh, controversial, controversial take. Controversial take. It's controversial to some because some people don't like Sergio playing at all. Um some people also bitch and moan on Wednesday nights. Um that it's some Saturday nights. Sergio is Saturday nights. Um, very much. It was Wednesday, by the way. Um, that's exactly right, Aaron. Earl had no idea that was going to be an actual good take. <laughs> no, I called it controversial <laughs> for a reason. Um, because there's someone that, if you look at my screen, is sitting above my. What is that? Well, nobody else can see your screen, Earl. Well, I'm talking to myself, essentially. My left hand, maybe? My right hand. What are you talking about Wednesday night? The guy above right here um, texts me and Seth saying that Sergio was the new JPG. (laughs) So it's controversial because Jacob doesn't think that Sergio is that good. No, I think the talent is there. I think he's played like dog crap this year is what I think. At okay, times, so... at times he certainly has, but he, but he's had other times where he's been very good on the ball. But I, I don't know where the, I don't know why he's been so inconsistent with that. He's had maybe two matches that I thought he deserved like a positive grade, and probably like barely a positive grade. And how many and of the rest those, have not been many, good at all? How many positive grades did we give JPG? I can I think gave of him one or two. I gave him one or two the last year or so. So he's now equal to JPG. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just higher said on he was the new JPG. I was on JPG than you guys, but you know I also tend to look at the game a little bit differently than y'all do. So you're also a soulless bastard. <laughs> I, I feel mean, like you. I feel like that was a shot at us, and <laughs> and I don't appreciate it because he was bad. <laughs> he was just bad. I no. can I can see positive things that he did every once in a while, but on a whole, he was a negative last year, especially when he was on the pitch. And you're a negative. And you, you can't you can't disagree with that. No, JP, he definitely had his issues, and he was he definitely did lose a lot from his first season um, last year. So yeah, it was time to move on from JPG. But this is not the JPG show. This is, you know, Earl was actually had a very damn good take for once show. Oh, I was talking um, about Sergio. Yeah, I know. That's what, I'm t- that's what I'm saying. He actually had a very good take for once. I mean, Sergio, maybe See, I did my homework. 
That's I did good. Homework. That's a good thing. Maybe there's something about Sergio playing in that forward position that gives him the ability to maybe roam a bit more. And so he can make some of the runs that we've been needing to see. And then you've got Christian, you know, cause you saw that match a couple weeks ago where, where Sergio's up top pushing the ball forward or pushing up and Christian's pushing the ball from the midfield back from the midfield up. And so you've got Sergio creating space. You've got Nava coming up into that space and then drawing the attention back up. And so, no, you're absolutely right. I, I think there's something to Sergio playing up there, but, you know, he, he has to, when he's not in that role, that he's got to be better at creating and driving out of the midfield like we saw from him last year. So if anyone on the club, um, i.e. the front staff, like David Carl or anyone else, um, is listening to this, I do need you to take a clip of Seth saying I had a good take um, and show <laughs> it to Coach. This way, Coach is going to a fool. Well, I don't think there's any way around that, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> so so with this take though him playing better up there means that we would have to replace somebody that's up there Preston I don't that was I, I, I don't see that at all Preston has some issues Preston presses like presses the issue too much he tries to dribble through things too much sometimes but overall Preston has been a much better presence in my opinion than Sergio even in the same position. The game that you are, I think, particularly talking or could be talking about was the, ooh, was it Orange County? No, it was Oakland in Oakland. When we were down a goal, you said, take Preston off, even though I thought he was playing well. And then right away, we get a goal because Nava replaced Sergio, not because Nava replaced Preston. He came in for Preston. So when you he came, at it, he came when... in for Preston, but he took Sergio's spot in the midfield. Okay. And that was the difference in that goal. That so pass that... to Sergio was so a pass that Sergio never would make. That's and if exactly Sergio or Preston are too. up top, then I, I Preston exactly makes that play that. to Nico. I said push Sergio up in place of Preston, bring in Nava. So whatever let's, the difference is, let's see. Because that is not what you said. That is exactly what I said. It's <laughs> not um, what you said. So, yeah. So I feel like Sergio is, and this is a probably, probably a controversial take. Um, I feel like Sergio is better than Preston. Get the fuck out of here, girl. God, you have a good take, and then you just butcher all <laughs> credibility with me. But I also feel like Nava is better than Sergio in the midfield position. Wait, what? I... You create a monster, Seth. <laughs> you said he had a good take. Uh, you said he that? had a good take, and he was just like, oh, I had a good take. I'm going to run with it. The only with, the, with, with that kids, it's my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> the the only good part of the of the take is that Sergio has been playing better as a forward this season. That's the good part of the take. I don't think he's better than Preston at, as a forward. I think yes, Preston has some issues. We saw some of that on display Saturday night. Preston was taking some really. Uh, 
ill-advised shots. Say what you really wanted to say. <laughs> like I, I was watching Preston on Saturday night, and there was a there was one shot in particular going. Uh, I think it was going towards the north end. And he shot the ball from around 24 yards out when he still had room to drive the ball forward a bit more, get a better shot. And this is something that Preston's been doing. And Nico does it at times too, but Preston just does not. I I appreciate the enthusiasm to shoot, but he doesn't, he hasn't been shooting from good angles. He hasn't been shooting from high conversion spots. And he's, he seems tentative to me to get into the box to, to get that better touch, get that better look. And he's done this multiple times throughout the season. But I, I don't think Sergio is better than him as a forward in terms of what he can do. I also think that, okay, and, and Earl, you said that Sergio was better in the midfield than, than Nava, right? This season, he has not been. No, oh, you had it the other way. Okay, I thought you had it that way. Yeah, this year, Nava has been head and shoulders better than what Sergio has been out of the midfield. Okay, real quick. Wednesday, June 15th, 8.48 p.m. Earl Nieto, why do we look like burning dog shit tonight? Nobody replied to that. <clears throat> Earl Nieto, how the fuck? <laughs> I replied, I wouldn't say we look that bad. Earl Nieto, Preston needs to be switched. End of text. Me? What? Preston has been the most impressive so far. What game are you watching? These are lies. These are lies. Well, my call call played out well so far, even though it wasn't your call that played out well. It was Nava moving to the midfield, not Preston coming off. But did Preston come off? Yeah, but my argument was that if Preston comes off, if if Nava goes in for Rivas in that same play and Preston is still up top, that same play happens. Preston how makes is, the same. Preston how is Christian Nava pass. not on transfer market? How is Christian? How is he not on transfer market? Yeah, because transfer market is transfer market. I don't know. Who cares? You should write to them, Earl. Tell them that Christian Nava needs to be on there. Like, But yeah, I mean, it's just. I think I need another drink, girl. The biggest issue this season has been the midfield. Like, I don't. I don't fault the forwards for the for the number of goals that they haven't for the number of goals that they have. And you know, we've talked to Zach about it. We've talked about it on the show, and we've seen changes. We've seen improvements in the way that the midfield plays. We've seen better attacking runs. We've seen better uh, spatial awareness. So we've seen that improvement. Is it still where we need it to be? No, absolutely not. Like there's still a lot that, that has to be done. We need more consistent play out of Sergio. We need, you know, Christian Nava to even in matches like Birmingham, you know, where he is being focused on and as good as Birmingham was like, he's got to be able to find ways to create whether, you know, on or off the ball because Nava, he's becoming a name around the league and he's drawing attention. You know, we can't just rely on Justin Portillo hitting a PK every couple of matches to pick up wins. You know, we've got to find ways to get the ball into the box and, you know, break down these defenses because teams keep throwing four and five guys in the box at us just on that back line. And then when we do get in attacking third, they just drop nine guys back. So we've got to find ways to break that down.
Sorry, I am looking up <laughs> stats at the moment. There you go. Um, and, you know, Aaron mentioned that earlier. Um, where is it? Bring his comment back up. Uh, backline, Tambakas, Nava keeping us in it for the most part. The backline and Alex Tambakas have been fucking phenomenal this year. They really have been. Um, you know, we've got one of the best defenses in the league, uh, one of the best uh, conversion rates against Alex's, in my opinion, you know, in running for keeper of the year. Uh, he just won gold save of the month once again um, for his stop against Orange County. And this back line, no matter who you're throwing in there, you know, you've got you we had Kalen out, we had Suggs out, years he's been out. You know, you throw in Rosh, you throw in Alexi, you throw in Will. Will has been phenomenal. I loved seeing the way that Will plays out there. I've seen you've seen the effort and from from Tete and like these guys are putting in shift after shift, and that's one of the areas that we needed the most improvement on from previous seasons is that back line, and these guys have been phenomenal this year. Agreed. Uh, so the two stats that I was trying to find that particular moment were goals for and goals against on the season. Uh, we know we, at least the three of us know about the goals conceded being towards the bottom of the league. But where do you think, if you haven't already looked it up, where do you think we rank in all of USL championship and goals scored? Goals scored. I believe we are around 13th. Said if you haven't already looked it up, <laughs> I actually haven't looked it up tonight. I, I knew it before the uh, the match the other night. We are we are tied for thirteenth okay. with four other teams with twenty six. Yeah. Um, so that's basically middle of the pack, like almost square in the middle of the pack. And then we're tied with San Antonio on fewest goals, or San San Antonio and Louisville uh, with fourteen goals conceded. So we. I think that you can win a championship being middle of the pack in offense and that good in defense, depending on where your offense is coming from. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if it's coming from Justin Portillo penalty kicks, uh, probably not a recipe for success uh, in the playoffs necessarily. However, we saw a team last year in Orange County that had a rock solid defense. The offense was up and down. Uh, they got hot at the right time. They ended up winning the cup. Um, I don't think that's out of the question for us. I think the talent is there. Uh, I think the tactics are getting more and more solidified. Uh, and, and the team seems to be doing better and better with them. Um, for the most part, uh, so I, I think we have have the ability to make a run um, and and catch, you know, maybe even catch Colorado Springs in the standings, uh, host a playoff game, I think is definitely in the realm of possibility. In fact, I'd be disappointed at this point if we don't. Um, we had a, a rough first half of the season when it comes to injuries uh, up and down the lineup. I mean, Moreno... Obviously, we knew Moreno was going to be out, but he's going to be coming back. Uh, the back line, like we were talking about it. I think me and Earl were talking about it at the match. I don't remember. But Alexi Swahi's come in and played the last two matches. 
and looked fantastic. And that's a guy that in the first few matches, because he started the season and as a starter, and I thought he looked spectacular. And then I, I think he picked up a small knock and Gearwood or Tete or somebody took over for him and they looked spectacular. So Alexi couldn't get back on the pitch. So the the fact that we have everybody healthy and can, especially in this, what is it? Five games in 14 days, 15 mm-hmm. days, something like that. Um, we're going to have, we're going to need that squad rotation. So to have that depth on the back line and it still being solid back there uh, is great. I would love to see Sainty start to get some more run uh, in the midfield. Uh, we talked about midfield being the problem or at least part of the problem. Uh, Sainty's a guy that, you know, me and Seth saw him in, in a, a preseason after a preseason match doing some drills and, and stuff. And I mean, he stood out tremendously to us in that and had a rocket that uh, I, I think even the keep, if the keeper was in front of it, it would have gone right through him. So um want to see stuff like that. Uh, if that means less Sergio, so be it uh, at this point in time. Until Sergio shows me that he can actually play a position that we need him to play in the midfield, then uh, I, I, I think I'd rather have Sainty in there. And and we look at Nava. Look, I, we all love Nava. He can be a freaking spark plug. But the only time he's been effective is if we have had the lead and the other team is trying to get that second or get a tying goal. Um, and when you try to play him in a situation where we're down or even if it's a tied game, uh, specifically at the lab, we've seen teams pack it in and not give anybody the space, give Nava specifically the space to use that quickness and speed that he brings off the bench a lot of times and, and it hurts him. So I, I can tell you, and, and then you see him get muscled off the ball a lot. I mean, you see him just, he's five, five or something like that. I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head now. I mean, he's, he, he's tiny and you know, who's not going to get muscled off the ball. Sainty. Sainty yeah, is a freaking unit and also has speed and quickness. And so I'd love to see him get some more run. I, I know he's been away with some national team duty and, and stuff like that in the first part of the year. So so I, I think setting up, we're in a really good spot to make a run this second half of the year. And uh, and I, hopefully it starts tomorrow night. Aaron had a great comment over the chat. He'd love to see Seymour in that defensive mid role in front of uh, Kalen. And <laughs> Will can't actually play that. He's, he's done it once or twice already this season where he, he lines up almost in the Mike Zira JPG spot um, from last year. That was his year. position coming in. Yeah, it absolutely was. We, and so I, we, I was shocked to see him as a center back throughout preseason. and But he's come in and he's been a freaking stud at center back. So. Yeah, yeah he, he's been fantastic. So, you know, that is a role that he can fill. And I think that would be a great uh, – I, I think it's a good shout there, Aaron. You know, putting Will in that role a little bit more uh, could help um, – with that transition uh, in that play, in that build out from the back. So um, really great shout there. I do, uh, I do agree with that. Um, I mean, looking forward, we got the next four matches against Eastern conference opponents. We do have matches in hand. Uh, you know, we, 
on the schedule, we have FC Tulsa, Pittsburgh, Detroit City, and New York Red Bulls. So, I mean, this could be an opportunity for United to pick up some points. Now, you know, Detroit and um, and Pittsburgh are, of course, you know, in the playoff hunt over in the Eastern Conference. I mean, looking at the changes that we made, looking at the guys that are back, we do know that the we just got the match notes earlier this evening as far as tomorrow. There's nobody listed except for Amondo. Uh, you know, Dev, no, no one's listed as, as questionable or out. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously we're probably gonna see some more rotation this week. Is there some going into the second half of the season, is there someone that you think deserves more playing time based on what you've already seen or something you'd, uh, you'd like to see get more? You've already mentioned Carl Sainty, Jacob. Is there anybody else that you think is deserving of that? That you think um, can make a difference? I mean, I think Dev is an obvious answer here as far as you know we've seen him in one match i believe and that was the phoenix scrimmage um and so i would i would like to see him come back and be uh, a part of that forward rotation he just i think he brings something a little different than any of the other guys that we have right now uh as far as the strength and hold up ability and and just being able to body people and his shots from distance seem to i i, I i've never thought they were like beautiful but they just seem to find ways into the back of the net uh and sometimes we need that so um as as far as injury is concerned i I would like to see dev back out there the guys that haven't really been injured um that i i would just like to see get more chances i i think it's just sainty at the moment uh, that i can think of i mean he he's been impressive and everybody else is kind of gotten some run because of injuries and other issues like that. So I, I can't think of anybody else. Maybe Earl can. Ready. Oh yeah. That's a good call. That's a good shout. Yeah. He's been in the 18, uh, the past couple of matches. He just hasn't gotten any run. Yeah. But I, I, I think- would. So as much as I like seeing him in the 18, I would also love to see him actually see playing time instead of just seeing the 18. Um, he plays physical. He definitely changes the tempo of the game, um, whether he brings a spark on by pissing someone off and making them cause mistakes or just gets downfield and causes an extra body down in the attack. Um, I love Raddy. I wish I would. I wish we could see more of him. I feel like he could be a big difference maker too. Yeah, Rad is a guy that we really haven't had too many opportunities to talk about. When he's been on the pitch, he has been impressive. You know, Earl, you mentioned the physicality. Um, Rad, you know, Raddy will get in there and he'll scrap. He's a guy that can play anywhere along that left side. You know, we've seen him drive the ball all the way down to the byline before, you know, playing it in. And so Raddy is a guy that I think, given some run, he could. Uh, be another chance creator for us off that left edge. Um, but with the way that, you know, Suggsy and Swartz and Austin have been playing off that side, I like it's really hard to find a way to get him involved in there. Um, so, yeah, but that, that's a great shout. Um, we've talked about Carl. We've talked, you know, talked about Dev. Um, you know, and I don't, for me, I really just kind of want to see, uh, Sergio clean up his play, be more consistent, uh, be more of a generator, uh, more, more of an engine out of the midfield. Um, 
to, to create those chances going forward. You know, we've seen, you know, because Beezus picked it up, Christian Navas picked it up. Uh, you know, I just, I think that because of how much run Sergio's getting out of the middle there, he's someone that really needs to be on his game going forward uh, to help make a difference for this club. I would agree. I just, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> Completely understandable. Yeah. Like I said, Sergio, for me, Sergio's just been inconsistent this season. Um, I would like to see a little bit better out of him. And I think, I, I know he's got it in him. I know we can, we've seen flashes of it, uh, but he's just, he's got to find a way to, to get more involved. You know, we've seen, you know, we've seen Christian drop back super deep. We've seen bees do it. Uh, we've seen some other guys dropping back as well, trying to get involved and move that ball up. And so, um, getting the midfield more involved will help turn the tide here uh, over the next few matches and and into the end of the season. So, uh, looking ahead specifically at this week, two matches: FC Tulsa and Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Uh, FC Tulsa just below the playoff line over in the Eastern Conference. They're sitting on 22 points in eighth place. Uh, they're two points back of the Miami FC Earl. Um, what do what do we need to be looking for tomorrow night against FC Tulsa? I don't like that question because we need to look to score more goals than FC Tulsa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Aaron, glad you got glad you got a laugh out of that one. Um, that is somewhat of an inside joke for us, but uh, yeah, score more goals in FC Tulsa. There you go, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yes, yes, we do need to score more goals than FC Tulsa. How we plan on doing that uh, is where I am curious to see. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing, I feel like we, we definitely have been trying to attack through the middle of the pitch a lot lately. And some of that is to do with how they're, how people are playing us. But, um, uh, specifically in the second half of, of this last match, we saw countless times where Brucey was all by himself, uh, on the right side closest to the dead third base dugout there did you say uh and um i would love to see brucey and and if uh harry's back healthy uh this is what i'm getting at aaron i just didn't go quite as quickly as you did there yeah you're um, taking too much time listen did you know it's physically impossible for pig <laughs> <laughs> You done? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, Earl. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, I want to see Brucey and Harry and Suggs and Ratty, if he's out there, get the ball in some wider areas, um, specifically in the final third, and, and see what they can do there. Right? The, the playing through the middle that we've been doing is like very exciting at times. It leads to a lot of <gasps> moments, but it just hasn't led to to goals and and sometimes I, I i i don't i don't want to see width followed by a bunch of 
meaningless crosses because I think a lot of times people associate with with just meaningless crosses and and sometimes <laughs> damn it, Earl. That is that's a good one, Earl. That's a good one. I appreciate that one. Um, I, I don't want to see because we don't we don't have guys, especially if Devin's not in there. Like Nico's a fantastic striker, probably the best striker that we've had on this team um, since Kevon, maybe even including Kevon. Uh, but he's not an aerial guy. I mean, not to say he can't get a couple headed goals in, but he's he's not a guy that you just send across and know he's going to get up and get on the end of it. That's just not the way it works there. So um, just just want to see us use that width to maybe draw some people out and then attack through the middle uh, in some situations. So uh, I'm hoping to see some of that. I I haven't done a lot of research on, um, on uh, Tulsa this year yet. Uh, it just hasn't, hasn't happened for me, but um, I, I think the defense will be able to hold up. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't don't give him the pub of showing it. Uh, I think the defense will hold up against Tulsa. I I, I think at most we allow one goal. Um, it's just a matter of if we can score a couple that'll determine if we get three points or one or or God forbid zero. So uh, that's that's some of the tweaks that I'm looking for. And of course, Sergio not in the starting lineup. Yeah, uh, Aaron, to your to your point about uh, using some width and to what Jacob said as well, that's something we talked about um, before and after Birmingham. Uh, we didn't really get very wide, and it really played into what Birmingham wanted to do defensively. So, yeah, using those wide spaces, we saw it a little bit uh, over the past couple of matches against RGV, and we saw it kind of we saw it pay off, uh, especially in the match on Saturday. You know, Jerome getting the header uh, off the off the Suggs cross and nearly getting second off of the Nico cross on the other side. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that United does need to take a bit more advantage of, especially in places like Tulsa and Pittsburgh. Where uh, well, no, we're not we're not in Pittsburgh, um, but in places like Tulsa where they have a bigger pitch. You know, you want to be able to, to to force the force the opponents into those areas and pull them out of out of position. So, um, yeah, FC Tulsa should be interesting. They're our team again. They are in the hunt for the playoffs. Uh, there's a very real possibility that they could. Uh, be a danger on Wednesday, but I think United is going to go on the road. They've got a little bit of momentum after these two matches against RGV, and I think we have a better idea of what we need to do uh, going forward. So um, I'm going to—I'll start off start us off with our predictions for Wednesday night. I'm going to say two nil United on the road on Wednesday. Two one. Hmm. One nothing. Okay. There you go. Two nil, two one, one nil. Those are your predictions. And Aaron, I'm gonna watch it. Actually, I'm not even gonna watch it tomorrow because I have work late tomorrow night. Well, there you go. I will be watching it after the game is over um at my house at Sumner Lake uh state park uh come and visit y'all 
<laughs> uh, I'm going to be here at home with my son watching it. So uh, no going out tomorrow evening. We'll be watching it here. Uh, my son will most likely be helping me do the live tweets from the ESPN Radio 1017, the team account. So that should be Gotta love free fun. labor. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that, that's our plans for the Wednesday night match. And on to Saturday, back at the lab, Meow Wolf Night, awesome. uh, the Mexico. Aaron, are you going to have your projector up? That could change my plans. Just saying. Go ahead. Meow Wolf Night. Uh, Saturday. Saturday night, Meow Wolf Night, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, 7 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, United, obviously, still looking to get still looking to improve the home record. It's not terrible, but it should be better. Um, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, obviously a club that are, have been perennial contenders. They looked rough earlier in the season, but they've been coming on stronger as of late. Uh, three wins in a row, uh, 3-0 over New York Red Bulls, 2-1-0 over Indy 11, and 4-1 over the Miami FC Earl. Um, Saturday night, Meow Wolf night, new kits, new gear, what do you expect to see from the back line against a Pittsburgh club that is pretty good going forward? For us to be pressured. Um, yeah, I feel like our back line and our midfield will struggle against their press and their attack. Um, I can only pray to God that Tambakis is on his game and actually... Um, and actually has a really good game. Jacob, uh, what's going to be your key uh, against Pittsburgh on Saturday? Uh, same. I'm the back line has proven to me that no matter who we were playing against, what type of team we're playing against, that they will be steady. I think we've only given up more than one goal once this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was against Oakland in the late 2-2 draw here at home. Um, Birmingham. Oh, yeah, in Birmingham. So twice. 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 Yeah, twice. Um, and I, I just don't see that. I, I don't see anybody scoring more than two on us anyways. So so the back line, I, I think, is, is going to be steady. They're going to find a way to to get the job done, we might give up one. Maybe we give up two. Uh, to me, it's the offense. And uh, if we can, it, I feel like our offense has definitely shown better to teams that don't try to pack it in. So uh, a team that is is trying to press us a little bit, um, even if it's not a full-fledged, you know, New York Red Bulls press, um, if, if they allow us more space, I do feel like our offensive pieces have been able to exploit that a lot better than than teams that are putting you know four or five at the back and making us try to break them down that way. So I, I think it has potential to be a very exciting game. Uh, it could be a high scoring game. I, I think our back line keeps it from being that high scoring, but but I could I could see a three two game, uh, maybe a three three game if our back line just has a couple brain farts back there, but. But I'm looking forward to it, and I, I think that um, it's a it's a match that I, I think I had circled on the schedule as soon as it came out, especially when we found out it was Meow Wolf Night. Um, 
it's definitely one that I, I don't want to miss and I'm not going to, uh, thankfully, but uh, Sunday, this new job, having to work weekends, uh, I can make it to the matches, but then getting home at one, two in the morning and then going to work at seven, uh, not, not the best for a 33 year old body, uh, at this point in time. Who are you talking about? You're not 33. I am 33. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm 37, 33, yeah. and 21. You guys don't have any room to say yeah. anything. You, you are at that age, though, Boomer. where you, like sleep doesn't matter to you. Like, you, you just, you just find it's like the, it's like my grandpa that used to get up, go to bed at like 11, and get up at like four, and I mean, that's that's just that's the age that you're at, Seth. Uh, essentially, <laughs> I'm calling you a grandpa is what I'm doing here. There you go. Aaron over in the chat got a prediction for his team sheet on, uh, I'm assuming Saturday, Aaron, is that correct? Uh, Tembacus, Yuzi, Kalen, Tete, Portillo, Will, Bees, Sainty, Nava, Brett, and Jerome. I like it. You know why? You know why. Uh, I'm not sure about Jerome. Jerome, Jerome is a mystery wrapped in a riddle stuffed inside of an enigma to me. Um, he's looked really good this week. The first half, the second half, I was yelling at him on multiple occasions to make the right play. Uh, and he did not. So, yeah, I mean, there, there was the, the one pass they should have laid off, but I mean, you know, I think Nico had one of those two, you know, or Preston had one of those two, like they just didn't, it just didn't link up, you know, correct. Oh yeah. It was a Nico to, to Preston or Nico, Nico to Jerome. He like put it behind Jerome. Like, yeah, you can't you can't have stuff like that but, happen. But at least he tried to make the play. Yeah, what Jerome was doing that was driving me nuts is the the big one that comes to mind is late in the the second half when we're still up a goal, uh, breakaway two on one. Nico's on Jerome's right, probably five or six paces ahead of him. The defenders in between them kind of shading Jerome's side, maybe three or four paces ahead of Nico. Um, plenty of room for Jerome to get the ball to Nico. You know, I think it was probably just inside their half, uh, maybe a little closer to our goal or to the goal. But um, instead of making that pass, he dribbled, dribbled, dribbled. And that's the one where he was taken down using air quotes taken down um, and tried to sell the penalty, uh, which there just wasn't a penalty from my point of view. We were sitting basically right in line at the third base dugout with him. And, and uh, I just, I don't know. It, that was, that was one of three or four plays of similar, of a similar ilk in the second half that I thought he instead of making the right team play, he made the right Jerome play and I did not care for it. Yeah, I get that. Um, I can, I get what you're saying. I understand, you know, the desire to, to see a little bit better play there. You know, he, he wasn't the only one to miss some, miss some shots or, or miss some uh, open plays or, you know, the, the better play I should say. But what he did really well in these past two matches was he got involved in the final third. He held the ball up. He was forcing defenders to have to make a decision. 
And we saw it time and time again. Like he kept getting foul after foul after foul. Now, granted, a lot of them weren't called, but you know, he was doing what he was supposed to do as you know, as the big man up top, uh, the past two matches. So that's one of the things that Jerome does really well. And it was really good to, to see him get in there on Saturday and get that goal. Nearly got the second one. Uh, the second was the great header as well. So he has got some opportunities. And I think that this run here has given him a lot more confidence uh, because the, really the, the only other solid appearances he's had was in the Open Cup. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think that's why I've been so high on seeing what he's done these past two two times out, and I, I'm interested to see what he could do um, again going forward. You know, having that, that that confidence and the the comfort with the guys on the pitch now. Um, for me, of course, it's going to be the battle of the midfield. You know, I watched the match earlier this season with Pittsburgh where they where they had six people playing in the midfield. It was like a, a three six one or, or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was just absolutely ridiculous uh, the way that they lined up, and uh, it was it was one of those formations where you could see that Pittsburgh was definitely just trying to dominate the middle of the pitch and control the the possession there. So um, that battle, if we can disrupt their midfield, if we can prevent them from taking control like they want to do then we're going to be in good shape on Saturday evening. Uh, all right, so score predictions for Saturday against Pittsburgh. 2-1. 2-1, okay. Jacob? Hmm. No one cares. Hey, do you need a ride, Earl, Saturday? Or do you need a ride Saturday, Earl? Do you? Too bad. Jokes on you, my wife takes me. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I don't want to be negative, but I feel like it's going to be a draw, but I don't want to guess a draw. Two nothing. All right, so we got two nothing. Earl, what'd you say? Two one. Two one. Two one. We got three two in the chat from Aaron. I'm going to say one nil United on Saturday. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's good offensively. They've got a slightly higher conversion rate than United does. They've scored a couple more goals, but they've also allowed more goals than we have. So um, I feel like there's an opportunity here for United to pick up uh, three points against a strong Eastern conference side. Um, That being said, I would not be surprised if it, if it ended in a draw. Um, But I think it's going to be one nil United on Saturday evening. So, all right, gentlemen, there we have you got our mid-season report cards on New Mexico United. you got our predictions for the two upcoming uh, matches against FC Tulsa and Pittsburgh Riverhands. Aaron Reeder calling in Christian Nava hat trick against Pittsburgh on Saturday. Aaron, if you get that, we, we will all buy you a beer. How about that? Um, I, I think if Christian pulls a hattie, against, especially against Pittsburgh, that's worthy of, of some drinks there. So. All right, gentlemen, I think that's going to do it for this evening. Jacob, go ahead and get us out of here. Hang on. Before we listen to his annoying voice again, listen. (laughs) Did you know that competitive art used to be an Olympic sport? All righty. I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to handle Aaron's Arsenal comment. Um 
I don't know why my son has to have 24 glue sticks uh, as part of his school supplies for kindergarten. But because um, it's snack time. But what I do know is that God, it explains so much, Earl. <laughs> so much explained there. Oh man. What I do know is you can catch us here next Tuesday at nine o'clock live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. And I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, did you have a stroke? Yeah, I did. No, there's. If you really must know, there is a basketball podcast that I've listened to for like the last ten years. There's an Australian guy, and he says Twitter, and so that's why I say it like that. Uh, other than that, um, I do know Earl's a jackass. Uh, I do know that Arsenal sucks. Uh, I do know that we have two matches that we will be talking about next week. You know what you don't know, though? Damn it, Earl. Everybody say bye to Earl, because he's leaving for the rest <laughs> of the night. Oh, I wasn't canceled. Okay. Um, which no, no, because you, you shut up, and then you started talking again. <laughs> it's because you shut up, Earl, and then you started talking again. Um, and I do know that we will be talking about at least four points. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I know that we're going to be talking about at least four points gained in the next two matches. Uh, and um, I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, I think it's an offensive term or offensive gesture that uh, I don't think the Braves should use anymore. But yeah, you can't do that on there. We'll get canceled. Yeah. Um, good night guys. See you next week at nine o'clock. Uh, watch New Mexico United play tomorrow night. I think it's at six. 630. 630. Um, tomorrow night at 6.30 and then Saturday at 7. Meow Wolf Night. Be there if you can. Get yourself a kit. Get yourself a scarf. Get yourself a flag. Uh, get yourself some Dion's Pizza. Uh, cheese pizza from the dugout uh, if you'd like. Um, and until... Uh, that's our pizza. They can't touch it. True. true. And until next Tuesday, uh, some of us guys. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.